Hello, hi, and welcome to this episode of the Mandy Mayer podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be chatting about everything protein and fat loss related. I'm going to dive straight into five different points, five beneficial reasons to include more protein within your plan as you move forward. Before we get into that, as per usual, if you have not yet, please head over to the rating and review section. Drop a rating or a review if you have already. Thank you so much. I I will say this over and over and over again, but it really does mean the world to me. And like I said, if you learn something from this podcast and you feel that your friends or your family or your colleagues or anyone could take something from it and it could help them, please feel free to share any single episode that you feel helped you with them so that it can help them as well. All right, let's jump straight into it. The five most beneficial factors of including more protein within your diet, especially if fat loss is the goal. Number one, protein is the most satiating of the macronutrients. So by satiating, I mean it's the macronutrient that's going to keep you fuller for longer. So out of your fats, your carbohydrates and your protein, the moment you start increasing your protein, that is when you're actually going to, like I said, feel fuller for longer. And your chances of then consuming more calories throughout the day is actually less. But let's take a deeper look into why this is the case. So within our bodies, we have a hormone called ghrelin. And that hormone, the hormone ghrelin, tells us or tells you when you are hungry. And when we eat food or when we eat macronutrients, that ghrelin, that hormone is actually suppressed and you feel full. Now, carbs suppress ghrelin. Fat suppress ghrelin, but the macronutrient that suppresses the ghrelin the most is your protein. Okay, so it suppresses that ghrelin, that hormone, for the longest period of time. So if you are always hungry, it really does show that you are not consuming enough protein because, as I mentioned, your protein, the macronutrient protein, is the one that's going to suppress that hormone ghrelin for the longest period of time. And remember, that hormone is the hormone that tells us when we are hungry. So if you want to suppress that hormone for a longer period of time, you really need to look at increasing your protein intake throughout the day because that means that hormone is going to be suppressed for a longer period of time throughout the day. And when you feel fuller, for a longer period of the day, your chances of reaching out for other foods that are that also contain calories is a lot less. So that means your con- overall consumption of calories throughout the day will most likely be less when you are including more protein within your plan. Now, I know there will be many of you who have a burning question right now as to how much protein should we be including, when should we eat it, should it all be in one sitting. I'm going to touch on that at the end of this episode of the podcast. So number two, vital point number two, it is easier to reach your calorie goals or stick to your calorie goals when there is an increased amount of protein within the plan moving forward. 
So as I mentioned in point number one, when you are including more protein, you are going to be fuller for longer. So if you prioritize your protein out of the macronutrients, and then you take a split between your carbohydrates and your fats, and you turn to those secondly, that means that it's going to be easier to stick to your calorie goals. But if you are prioritizing your carbohydrates or your fats, for example, or you're not prioritizing anything at all, and you're just winging it, it's going to be very difficult to stick to those calorie goals. So let's say, for example, you have a, a lunch that is McDonald's. I use McDonald's as an example. The protein content within that McDonald's is not high at all, but the calorie content of that meal will be high. Now, because it doesn't contain a lot of protein, Remember, that hormone ghrelin is not going to be suppressed for a long period of time. That means that you're going to get hungry shortly after that. And the issue with that is it was already a higher calorie meal. But secondly, that higher calorie meal didn't contain a lot of protein. So you became hungry shortly after that, which then led you or can potentially lead you to consume more calories in a shorter period of time between the meals. So when you are prioritizing protein with all your meals and your snacks, you may not feel the need to consume food that is not necessarily part of the plan. And that at the end of the day will help you stick to those calorie goals that you have set for yourself. Point number three is you are going to be burning more calories through consuming protein as opposed to consuming carbohydrates and fats. So let me break that down for you. When you're consuming food throughout the day, your body needs to digest, absorb, and process that food, process your meals, right? In order to do so, your body requires energy. So essentially what is happening is through the process of digestion, absorption, and processing the meals that you have consumed, your body burns calories. So that is called the thermic effect of food. In short, it is the number of calories your body needs to digest, process and absorb the foods that you do consume. So out of all the macronutrients, so out of your protein, your carbs and your fats, your protein rich foods increase your TEF, your thermic effect of food the most, and it can increase your metabolic rate up to 30%. Whereas your carbohydrates are about 5 to 10% and your fats are about 0 to 3%. So let's say, for example, you eat 100 calories of steak or 100 calories of chicken or 100 calories of mince. Because those are protein-rich foods, let's say, for example, we go back again to the 100 calories of that steak, your body will burn up to 30% of those calories that you have consumed through that piece of steak, aka protein. And the reason why it carries a higher rate than what your carbs and your fats do is because it does take longer to digest, absorb and process protein in general. 
So it may not seem like a lot in the moment, but at the end of the day, I'm a firm believer in every small amount of anything that we do adds up. So if you're consuming 100 calories, like I said, through that piece of meat, 30 calories are going to go to the thermic effect of food if I want to break it up like that. So then your body would essentially take in 70 calories as opposed to the 100 calories, where it will be a lower, a much lower rate on your carbs and your fats. Point number four is increasing your protein throughout the day will really help reduce any cravings that you have. And I will say this again over and over and over again. I have seen this within myself and my weight loss journey, and I see this up until today with any meals that I do have. If I prioritize my protein, then the day runs smoothly when it comes to my food choices. But if I don't prioritize my protein, shit hits the fan. And I think this is a thing that is most overlooked. People are like, oh, but how does it reduce snacking? How does it reduce cravings? How does it? It really does. Because like I said, number one, you're fuller for longer. Number two, you don't go in search for, say, other food or other calories shortly after you've eaten. And if you are consuming regular sittings of protein with your meals, imagine the power of that. Imagine the power of feeling full throughout the day. That is really going to reduce your cravings. But again, it's not about, oh, I feel a craving coming on. Let me have a boiled egg. No, it's about having regular sittings of protein throughout the day so that you don't even get those cravings to start off with. And point number five is that when you increase your protein in your plan, it really does help your body maintain any lean muscle mass that you do have. So let's say, for example, you are in the fat loss phase. Your body, when it's in search of those missing units of energy to elicit fat loss, it could sometimes turn to your lean muscle mass and it could take away from that. But if you are consuming your regular amount of protein or your protein targets, if you're hitting those protein targets throughout the day, then your chances of retaining that lean muscle mass and not losing that in the process is very high and the chances of losing fat are higher. So ideally you want to look at increasing that protein. There's absolutely no negatives about increasing your protein on this journey. Let's quickly do a recap of those five very important points of why you should look at prioritizing your protein before I jump into some burning questions that I know all of you will have. So number one is protein is the most satiating out of your macronutrients. Number two, increasing your protein throughout the day is really going to help you stick to those calorie goals. Number three, your body burns more calories through the digestion of protein than it does through the digestion of fats or carbohydrates. Number four, increasing your protein throughout the day is really going to help you reduce those unwanted cravings. And number five, your protein, the increasing of your protein or the prioritizing of your protein is going to help you retain any lean muscle mass that you do have. Now, let's dive into some questions that I get on a regular basis regarding protein. So first and foremost, I want you to understand that 100 grams of steak 
as on the package does not equate to 100 grams of protein. Because I remember when I started, I worked out my protein goal and I was like, oh shit, 150 grams of protein per day or whatever. That's just an example. And I was like, I eat so much more than that. And then I actually Googled it and I researched it all and I found that 150 grams or 150 gram piece of steak does not equate to 150 grams of protein because that piece of steak contains water, it contains fats, etc, etc. And that all adds to that 150 gram of weight. But there isn't 150 grams of pure protein within that piece of steak. So for 100 grams of chicken breast, you're going to look at average or on average at about 30 grams of protein. So I think that gives you a good idea of what I was trying to explain with regards to the weight of the meat is not the weight of the protein. And that's why I always say it is such a good idea to start logging on my fitness pal. And that's not just from point of calories, but it's from a point or perspective of learning about the food that you are consuming. So when you log that 150 gram piece of steak, it's actually going to tell you how much protein was is in that steak as well. Now, if we look at how much protein you should be eating per day, this is a very individual sort of question or every single person will be different because it depends on your body composition, your training, etc, etc. But as a general rule of thumb, I would say if you look at your macronutrient split, you want to ideally be consuming about 30% of your foods through calories or 30% of your calories for the day you want to be consuming from protein. And if you look at it from a gram point of view, I would give you the the tip to say, okay, cool, take your body weight. So whatever body weight you are, take that and times it by 1.5 grams. So an example is I weigh 70 kilograms. I would then take that 70 kilograms, I'll times it by 1.5 grams and I'll get 105. Now that 105 will be 105 grams of protein. That will be my protein goal for the day. Now, I know the next question will probably be, okay, but how much protein should we be consuming per meal or per snack? Now, I don't want to go into detail here and say, oh, you need to be consuming 17.5 grams of protein for breakfast because realistically, you need to work this out for yourself. One piece of advice I would give you is to spread your protein intake evenly throughout the day. Because remember, that's going to reduce your cravings and it's going to keep you fuller for longer. As a general guideline, and again, this is general, everyone is very different, but I would look at say maybe 15 to 30, 30, 15 to 25 grams of protein per meal, and then the inclusion of some snacks that may have extra protein in as well. Again, it's very dependent on your protein goals for the day, and everyone is quite different. I know a lot of people, and I used to be one of them as well, get very caught up on the timing of protein. It's like, oh my God, I just finished a gym session. I cannot even leave this parking lot before I consume my protein shake. And again, I want you to remember that this podcast that I do is very much for beginners looking to learn and put the fundamentals into play as you move forward. So I would not just yet get fully focused or fixated on the perfect splits of protein or the perfect timing of protein or the perfect this of protein. 
What I suggest you should look at starting to do is just calculate your protein target, set it up in my fitness poll, and then try and split that protein target into your meals throughout the day. Don't worry about anything else to start off with. Just try and start off with that because number one, increasing protein may sound easy, but it's fucking difficult. Okay. So now you might get overwhelmed because you're already struggling to increase your protein, but then you also start thinking about, fuck, when do I need to eat my protein? Fuck, how much protein do I need to eat as a snack? Then you just get so overwhelmed that you just decide to leave protein out of the equation because it seems too difficult. So like I said, start with one thing, calculate your protein targets, then input it into MyFitnessPal, and then actively start logging your food for a week. After a week, do an assessment or an audit as to where you are with your protein, and then look at ways of how you can start to increase your protein. So break it up into baby steps. Once you're comfortable with your protein intake and hitting those protein goals, then you say, okay, cool. Now let's look if I can separate it more throughout the day, or can you maybe fine tune it a little bit where you are consuming leaner protein sources, for example, but don't dive straight into it all at once because it does become very overwhelming because it is quite difficult but it doesn't need to be made overly difficult okay start with the basics another question i get a lot of the times is like oh but mandy um what amount of protein can be dangerous i'm going to tell you now that i we are all very far away from (laughs) that point because like i said Increasing your protein is actually a lot more difficult than what you think. And lastly, I need to say this because I think it is something that stops, especially a lot of ladies out there, increasing their protein, is the myth of, oh my God, but protein is going to make me bulky. Protein, increasing your protein is not going to make you bulky, okay? I just need to reiterate that. I want you to remove that fear out of your mind and actively start increasing your protein. And you'll see that you don't magically just become bulky because you've increased your protein. I also want to reiterate when I speak of protein, I want you to know that I know that there are more protein sources than just meat protein sources. I know there are plant-based protein sources as well. So if you are plant-based, you would look at those sources to try and increase your protein as well. It is going to be a bit more difficult to increase your protein if you are plant-based as opposed to if you do consume meat because consuming meat makes it a fair amount easier to increase that protein. But again, in saying that, if you are plant-based, it doesn't mean that you can't actively try and increase your protein because there are ways and food types that will help you or can help you increase that protein. So I'm not going to go into detail as to 15 different ways to increase your protein. I want to leave that up to you to go and Google and to go and look for ideas moving forward. Because in that process of researching it yourself, you are going to learn so much more. But small little things like boiling 12 eggs at the start of the week and keeping that in the fridge. So when you feel like you want a snack, boom, there's two boiled eggs. Or instead of having a plain salad, you can look at having a tuna salad or a chicken salad. If you want to pack snacks for the day, instead of packing carrot sticks and provitas, pack something like a boiled egg, carrot sticks, and maybe a tin of tuna and have that as a snack. And I think there is a lot of 
pushback towards something like that because of that fear of, oh, I can't eat too much protein because I'm going to get bulky. No, 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 sister. Eat that fucking protein. You're not going to get bulky. Like I said, when it comes to protein, number one, it needs to be prioritized. Number two, it needs to be planned. You can't wing this, okay? So if and when you want to start increasing your protein, always remember you need to make it a priority. And number two, you need to plan it. So sit the day before on my fitness pole and actually plot and plan the way forward for the next couple of days. Set out, say, okay, cool, for breakfast, type that in. I'm going to have that. Check how much protein is in that. Then for your lunch, do the same. And for your dinner, do the same. See how much protein you have left for snacks for out the or throughout the day. And then have a little plan moving forward with that. Now, I know when I was just saying that, I know I could already read a lot of your minds and you're like, oh, fuck, Mandy, that's so difficult. It's so time consuming. It's so tedious. Unfortunately, yes, it is. But if you go back to the beginning of this episode of this podcast and you re-listen to the five points that are explained of why protein is so important, you're going to want to put in the work and the time to increase that protein. Because like I said, there are so many benefits to increasing that protein. A lot of the times I hear people saying, I'm craving, I'm craving foods. I've got unwanted cravings. I'm always hungry. And my answer is, yes, it could stem from a lot of different things, but increase that protein because you'll be surprised how powerful protein can be on this journey. So when it comes to, like I said, reducing the cravings, when it reduce, when it comes to reducing your calories, when it comes to reducing your hunger, protein plays such a vital role. And I don't want you just to brush it off and say, I'm not in the mood to put in the work. If you are serious about this and you really do want to elicit fat loss, if that is a goal of yours, I'm going to say start prioritizing that protein today. You cannot go wrong with it. Like I said, up until this day, if I don't prioritize my protein and I have a quick sandwich for lunch, fuck, I'm hungry the next second. And it's like my whole plan goes out the window for the day. But the moment I prioritize that protein, I'm like a robot and I stick to that plan. And that's what I want for all of you. So like I said, I know it is difficult. I know it's not the easiest of tasks out there, but it is going to be worth it. And like I said, don't overwhelm yourself by looking to smash it all at once or to bang out the perfect amount of protein at the perfect time, at the perfect splits all at once. Just focus on getting started. Focus on, you know, like I said, the small things and plant that seed of increasing your protein and then work on it every single day. Like I always say to everything, it's not a sprint, it is a marathon. So even if you struggle for the first two, three, four weeks to increase your protein, at least you are trying and that is the most important thing. And on that note, I'm going to love and leave you guys. Thanks again for tuning into another episode, episode 26 already. Can you believe it? For tuning into another episode, um, I really do appreciate it. And I, I never in my wildest dreams would have thought that I can, I can help people. And, and that gives me goosebumps just saying that. 
And on that note, I'm going to leave you like I always leave you. Keep laughing, keep smiling and keep being kind to one another. Much love. Your friend who really loves protein, Mandy.